Welcome to another episode of Prioritizing Yourself. I'm your host, Jen Parker. I'm an empowerment and mindset life coach. I help big-hearted women prioritize time for themselves without compromising their values or sounding like a nag. This podcast is to educate, inspire, and inform women about the importance of prioritizing your self-care to improve your body, mind, and soul. Each week, we will talk about everything that affects and influences big-hearted women in life and all the polarizing topics. This episode is proudly sponsored by my Sunday Soulful Sessions. This is where women can be open, vulnerable and connect with other like-minded women and also learn the mindset hacks to create transformational change within their lives. So welcome to another podcast of Prioritising Yourself. I'm your host, Jen Parker, and I'm so excited for our guest today. We've got Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. And the reason I'm so excited is Angela is actually my business consultant. And I think when we're trying to grow our business, we have to be with the best. We have to be immersed with the best people in different industries to level up and to help our business, but also to reach our higher selves. So welcome, Angela. Oh my goodness, it is so fun and just a delight to be on here today. So thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And how did you prioritize yourself this morning? Listen, today was a really easy morning. One of the things that I've been embracing is about the slower mornings. A lot of times, often in my world, because of the nature of my business, if I'm speaking in the US or in the UK or things like that, there could be times that I'm up at two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning, uh, various different hours. And that's my choice because as women, we always have choice. But uh, this last week's been really great because I really made sure to prioritize that there is nothing on the calendar and just to ease into the morning. So I had a nice lay in this morning, uh, then hung out with uh, my youngest daughter, Chloe. We watched uh, the show that she likes on Norris Nuts, you, um, what is it called? Norris, no, no, it's on YouTube and it's called the Norris Nuts with like this family. Uh, we, yeah, we just had a lazy morning before the kids then popped off to school. So that was really about, yeah, not only prioritizing myself for today, but ultimately this week and next week I'm taking a few days off too. So yeah, it comes in seasons, but today was just a lazy lay in morning and just, yeah, slowly getting into it with the kids. Mm. Oh, that sounds delightful. And sometimes, we can be so busy being busy and then it's it's those moments where we sort of take a step back and we embrace what we already have presented and I love that. I love sort of slowing down and, you know, being a mum can be so challenging at times, like it comes in ebbs and flows and you think, yeah, I've got this. And then a couple of minutes later, you may have it, but someone else in your family, they've got big emotions that they're digesting. So yeah, thank you so much, Angela. And, and there's also this level of, I think, well, there's two things, definitely how to live slow. I mean, it's definitely a movement at the moment. And one of my old clients, Rochelle from How to Live Slow, she's also, that's the name of her podcast, is she she just has this beautiful way about, again, how we can all choose to live a slower life if that's what we want, right? And she demonstrates it so beautifully on her Instagram feed and on her podcast. And it's really whenever I see her in my feet or whatever, I'm just kind of, I check myself is, am I being busy or am I being slow? And am I allowing the slowness to come in? Because so often there's this kind of badge of honor that people wear in Western cultures in particularly 
And learning how to live slow is a skill, just like learning how to listen better. And I think, again, for me, it's just been about um, flexing that muscle a little bit more and being a little bit more aware of it. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, our kids grow up very quickly. Our lives grow up very quickly. And those we, we can miss some amazing memories and amazing moments because of the busyness. So that how to live slow. And the second thing I'll say there, too, is the, the notion of decision fatigue. And it's it's a real thing. And a lot of people don't talk about it. I, too, am about to talk about it on my own podcast, but the amount of decisions a woman has to make on any given day is crazy, right? From lunch boxes, if that's if you've got kids. And it's not just, okay, I need to pack the lunch box. It's, am I doing cucumber? Am I doing carrot? Am I doing crust on? Am I doing crust off? If I'm, am I doing peanut butter? Am I doing jam? I mean, you can have to make 50 decisions just to pack the lunch boxes. Then you've got decisions for kids, right? Then you've got decisions for you. Then you've got decisions for um, yourself, your business. Like there's always decisions. So again, I also think it's mindful for women to be aware of this decision fatigue and look at opportunities on how to reduce that also. So yeah, so those are kind of my two things that I would mention there also. Yeah, and I think we all need reminders to actually Mm -hmm. slow down because we're actually never before in our society have we been busier than ever and actually as women when we're doing all of that we're out of our feminine energy and we're sort of in more of a masculine and that can be quite you know we're sort of out of kilter and so it's sort of coming back home and actually doing all of those things have such a beautiful effect on our emotional and mental health so 100 And for those who um, are new to you, could you explain to the audience about your business and how you actually support other business owners? Yeah, absolutely. My business journey started almost 11 years ago to a time of recording, which is very cool. I was just sitting on the floor with my son, Finley. I realized very quickly that I didn't necessarily like all the toys he had. They were all plastic toys, which is fine. Yes, we've got plastic in our world. And yes, we have electronics and batteries, but I just felt it was very consuming him. And so I just remember looking on the floor and the toys that were around us were beautiful toys, but it was like, put a ball into this theater toy's mouth. And then it tells you a color. And it was like, hold on where is the creativity where is the uh sparking imagination and where's the connectiveness and so i went on a mission to look for other educational toys and as an ex-mental health clinician of 15 years where i used to diagnose people with schizophrenia bipolar depression etc i'm always looking at ways to enhance the brain um and so i went on a mission i then started finding a variety of different toys that you couldn't find in toy stores like your big department stores and we started off with zero zero toys, zero products, zero email list, uh, zero everything. And at the end of Finley and Me, when we wrapped up, we had over 1,400 different educational products. We had 70,000 people over on our Facebook page, 20,000 on Instagram, and an email list of over 50,000. So again, we all started with zero, uh, but through different avenues and obviously showing up, we were able to excel. So that was great. And then people just wanted to start picking my brain and as an ex-social worker, I'm a bit of a giver by nature. I've got a lot of, you know, a lot of empathy. And I went on 14 different coffee dates in a matter of like two months. And it wasn't until I was driving home that I was like, man, 
I don't know how much more I can keep up with this because I was like 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, one way driving 30 minutes back. Then I was talking with people for 30, you know, 30 minutes to an hour. Well, that was two hours each time. And then I was like losing time from my family. I was like, ah, people want my skill set. People want my advice. And that's how Angela Henderson Consulting came about. It was never on the playing cards. It just naturally fell into my world. The, The universe was obviously nudging me and I embraced the nudge. And from there, it evolved over the last four years. We're about to enter our fifth year. And I predominantly work with women in business to help them get all the pieces in place because there's so many pieces that are needed to run a business uh, to help them start making their first four and five figure months and then moving them along into different phases of business to make six and seven figure years uh, without burning out in the process. Mm, I love that. And, and isn't it interesting? You start one in one direction mm-hmm. And then when you actually listen to actually what feels right, it evolves into something that you never dreamed possible. Mm -hmm. And how you saw the possibility that playing with your son and, you know, that you saw a gap in the market. And sometimes we go, you know, oh, they don't have this. So sometimes if the audience is hearing this, if you're in something presented to you and you keep saying, oh, why don't they have this? Maybe it's your opportunity and you have of actually expanding that. So, yeah, amazing. And I, when I was actually at the end of last year, I was feeling so lost in my business. I was sort of feeling in myself very overwhelmed and I have a 100 things racing through my brain at any time. It's sort of like, you know, all the tabs open and, you know, everyone was, I I just felt overwhelmed. And I remember coming across you and I was drawn. And I remember when I saw that you were also had worked as a social worker, I was like, oh, okay. And how you were talking about the human behavior. And so it wasn't just sort of this one size fits all. And you have really supported me because I don't always do, I don't, I'm not a conformer. Um, and you have really supported and really listened um, to, you know, and encouraged what feels right. So I love how you've supported me. So thank you so much. Goodness, um, you're welcome. Yeah. So I'd like to, you know, know from you, um, Ange, because having a business can be at times there. there's the ebbs and flows, like at times it feels like, yeah, it's really good, but you can also be dealing with situations and sometimes people that may trigger you or push you. Do you have any advice for people who are feeling a little bit overwhelmed, who are just starting out in their business journey? What would be one thing that has really supported you when you were starting off? But I think there's a couple of things there that have evolved. I think the number one thing I did very early on was, again, find your people, right? Like very, very early on. So again, I couldn't afford a lot at the beginning. I was in startup. I had minimal cash flow. I was still working 40 hours a week. I had one small child at that stage. But I knew my husband didn't get what I was talking about. My family and friends, when I was with them, they didn't want me to talk about business. They really wanted me to be present with them and what our connection was. And I get that. But what I realized was again it started off by going to free events but then I realized my exchange and time for money and time for energy those events were 
did it serve the purpose I needed it to, right? It could have been just different topics, different ideal clients, different whatever. And then I started being a bit more strategic and I started paying a little bit more. So I went to events that were $10 and then $25. And then the, I kind of noticed there was a direct correlation that the more you paid and the more you strategically showed up to certain things, the better that you built relationships. And I'm very big about when you have conversations with people, they equal connections and connections eventually equal conversions. I'm also a huge believer that your network equals your net worth. And there's hands down no way I would be where I am close to making seven figures every single year um, without my network. And it's not about building a network to be like, okay, I'm going to become friends with Jennifer because I want something from her. It's just this natural thing that's like, hi, how are you? What do you do? And then you might connect and then you support each other. And then eventually if you do ever need something or if I ever needed something from you, then I'd be like, hey, Jen, you know, are you cool? It's kind of like a bank account. You can't withdraw from something that's empty. And so for me, is, is it was just about building these rich um connections with people all around the world so again it started with free events then I paid a little bit more then I went to an event here in Australia called pro blogger where I went a couple of years it's about an $800 ticket I think or a thousand dollar ticket from pro blogger I then um, they had this magazine and they had this event by the man of Chris Ducker he's a known um, entrepreneur in the UK I then signed up to go to his mastermind in Cebu Philippines which is the most I ever paid it was about $13,000 I had paid to then seek you know that type of community and just recently, I've paid $45,000 for my current coach. So what I'm saying is, is the common thread against all these years is I've always had people, always had people that weren't my close-knit family, right? And so finding your tribe on something that you can afford at that stage, at that moment, that can help you move from point A to point e, B. Sorry. And the second thing that I would say there is, the importance of constantly flexing your mindset muscle. Uh, I never went into business thinking it was a failure. It is genuinely one of the things that has never come out of my mouth because I was like, I will find a way. There will be a way. No matter what, there will be a way. It might not be this business. It will be a different business. But there is always a way if you're willing to look for the opportunities. If you're willing to take responsibility for yourself and your business and know that every day you have choice on what you do. So for me, through mindset is, again, it might have been when I first started just listening to different podcast episodes about mindset. Again, surrounding yourself with the right people. You know, as you grow, one of the things that they don't talk about is grief. There's an enormous amount of grief that comes with uh, being an entrepreneur in all stages of entrepreneurship. You, because wherever there is loss, there is grief. And there may be times that you're going to have to shed family members and shed friends because they no longer fit into the world that you're creating. Jealousy comes into play. Some of the passive aggressive comments start to come into place. So, so by having that community of other people who get you, there's this beautiful essence that you don't feel alone. So those would be my two main things is surround yourself very early on with people uh, and to make sure that you're constantly working on that mindset muscle because the internal work will always be something that is necessary regardless of where you're at in business. Absolutely. And I would say, yeah, because one of my top values is connection. And so how I talk about it is the first person that you actually have to connect with in your life is actually yourself. Mm -hmm. So when you actually do the inner work yourself, and that includes how you talk to yourself, the linguistics, mm -hmm. how you feel, and that using encouraging words and your mindset. So often we think that it's, 
it's all black and white with business, but the more you focus on yourself and your mindset Mm -hmm. and no matter what, I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. If 500, you know, and sometimes we go, oh, but only 10 people are coming. I've got to cancel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Do something regardless. Mm -hmm. Do something Mm -hmm. regardless because people are sort of watching on the the outside of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and it's sort of you keep doing that internal work and then you go you know wow and 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 I do agree surrounding yourself with people who are in the game you know and they are high vibrational and they've they've got all the knowledge and skill is different from a lot of the people who you know maybe your family and friends Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's a different relationship Um, and I think also when you're an entrepreneur Sometimes it can feel really isolating because especially if you're working from home or you're in Australia where you're in the challenging bubble, mm-hmm. L lockdown, yep. um, that you can feel like you're really isolated. But there's so many communities out there and it would be really important for people to be aware to now is the time more than ever in the history to actually look after yourself. Mm, now 100%. To actually start prioritizing your well-being, your mindset, how you view the world, start healing because that's going to have a flow and effect on your business and everything around it. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. And I love how you were talking about grief and often when we're leveling up, you know, people talk about this thing about competition or collaboration and using more of that feminine energy and sometimes when you're starting off you might have people who are you know they might mother you or they you know you know they put you under your wings and then you start actually becoming more of a uh, a butterfly you're sort of you know evolving so much and you're not you're not needing to be say mothered by you know that particular person so you're sort of going you're flying out and you're looking at all of these new possibilities you're also surrounding yourselves with people like in my myself I am part of profit and pillars and that has been one of the most supportive communities everyone's honestly that community is just amazing it's such a great community because no one I, I no one is competing and sometimes you can put something out and people are oh my god that's me (laughs) and you're only asking for feedback Mm -hmm. and so what I like is it's people can be vulnerable and so they can learn from those experiences and grow and develop so yeah thank you so much for sharing all of that Oh. oh gosh yeah no absolutely and I think it's also important to understand when you think about prioritizing yourself is no one's coming to save you right? Like it's really important. No one's coming to save you. You do not need permission to start working and prioritizing yourself. The only permission you slip you need is from yourself. And I think people have a hard time being able to put themselves first, but I'm a firm believer. The sooner you can put yourself first, the sooner that you're able to be a better friend, a better wife, a better mother, a better 
woman in business, a better whatever, because there's this connection that you have with yourself internally, that you feel the energy, you feel the vibration, you feel the frequency, and it is very hard not to grow and not to glow because of it. So don't don't think anyone's coming to save you. Don't look for that permission slip or whatever, because the only one, like I said, that needs to be able to give that tick box is you and, and just kind of fly with it, right? It's scary and it's messy, but the sooner you can prioritize yourself, you know, there's, it's inevitable. Good things will happen. Absolutely. Yeah. What you said, (laughs) because I think as women, we've really been made to made to believe that when we are prioritizing ourselves in in any area, we are actually stopping something else. But what Mm -hmm. I always say is actually you're doing more of the things that are important to you Mm -hmm. and getting rid of the crap that no longer serves you i.e. people who are holding you back, not supporting your dreams, mm-hmm. if they feel that you're a threat, they're not, they're not worthy of you. Mm-hmm. You, are, you are born to have great things in this world. So sometimes we've got to look at all aspects and that's also the crap that you've held on to for decades. Mm-hmm. People hold on to stuff that, oh, I don't feel good enough. Mm-hmm. And that's from a, an event that has happened in their childhood and they've carried that through that you know, that's, that's heavy. It's like having a huge, heavy sack on your back. And that's why, you know, when we start actually looking at a different lens and start prioritizing our well-being and going, actually, I'm going to change this narrative. Mm-hmm. And the only person, like you said, Ange, is you are, are the only person who can do it. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely. And I see women whinge and bitch and moan all the time. And it drives me crazy whether or not it's on a Facebook group or at a, an event I'm at or wherever. And I'm like, but when you wake up on any given day, it's your life, your responsibility, your choice. It's not your partner's fault. It's not your children's fault. Yes, it's yes, they've gotten sick. But what can we do with that? Okay, they're sick. Let me do this. Then I've got choice. I can go do this, right? Like, again, my husband's never going to, I never, ever thought that he would ever save me, right? Again, I never thought my family, like, these are things like, again, I wake up and I'm like, what do I get to choose today? What am I responsible for today? And anytime if I ever kind of slip back into it and have a winch, I'm like, hold on a minute. That's not them. That's me. There's, it's easy to point fingers. But if you generally look at, there's one point finger pointing at them, but there's three fingers pointing back at us, right? And so I'm very much about women really, you know, we need to get more wealth into the hands of women. We need to have more strength and more say and more courage from women, I think, you know. So again, a lot of times, like you said, it's we have to get to the root of what's going on and what's holding women back because there's always a reason. And that root, like you said, has been there for years and years and years, whether or not your uncle told you X, Y, and Z, or whether or not you overheard your mother tell you this or whatever, until you get to the root of that, that is going to keep festering and keep showing up in your life. So the sooner, again, you can start working on the internal and prioritizing yourself, the sooner, you know, the world that you want will start to form in a way that just blossoms, you know, for years and years to come. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting that sometimes we don't even have a conscious awareness level about things Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time when we're receiving information, it's going to our conscious mind. Mm -hmm. And then when we're in a state of feeling overwhelmed or experiencing anxious um, feelings in our body, that's the, that's actually our subconscious mind is in, in that. And that's from the programming 
and the conditioning that we have been exposed to, especially mm. as women, like we've been exposed to and being the nurturers, being doing all of this. And mm. then when we actually change the, the programming and can change the conditioning, then we can go, like things just start happening. You start surrounding yourself more with people who are like-minded, who attract, you know, you're attracting the abundance. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sort of do the hustle. You're attracting it. People are going, I want what she has. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I want that. And um, yeah, no words. I, I, um, I, I, this is sort of my key <laughs> message, as you know. So everything you're saying is I absolutely agree with. So yeah, hands down. Um, so when in your sort of, because when people are in business, there's so many different ways you can do something. And sometimes people like, you've got to do this to be successful. Mm -hmm. So if people are like, sometimes people are like, but I don't want to do that. It doesn't, it's not feeling right for me. Mm -hmm. What, like, you know, there's a lot of, and I'm, putting my hands up doing sort of the inverted commas experts out there that you've got to do this hustling and you've got to go out and do all of these things and you feel physically sick what would you say when if someone is you know some of these things that we have been conditioned to believe that we've got to do all the hustling we've got to do all of these things and because that's how we get clients what would you say to someone who is experiencing those physical sensations in their body of maybe another way, like another view or perspective that they can start embodying? I mean, again, as soon as you have insight to know that the hustle is there, it's, it's about acknowledging why is the hustle there is what I say to start with, right? And again, you've got choice to change it. I'm very much, I mean, I consider myself an expert in this particular space, but my thing is that I've taught any of you in profit pillars inside my mastermind, inside my one-to-ones is, is what you're currently doing, bringing you joy and two, is it an alignment with you? So you will know when I work with my women, I mean, there's gotta be 60 of us now inside of profit pillars, for example, I do not have a cookie cutter approach. Everyone's situations I deal with as a very individual basis, because the thing is, is that you, you can't do cookie cutter. You, I genuinely do not know how businesses can do cookie cutter because your family, your feelings, your thoughts, your conditioning, your internal stuff is gonna be so different to the next person. So if you're starting to feel the hustle, I guess I always say is like, why is that hustle there? And what does hustle mean to you? And acknowledging it and going, okay, what can I do to change this? Sometimes it, it's naturally just, you, I've seen business owners where they just kind of go, I was told I needed a Facebook group. I was told I needed a podcast. I was told I was need this. I told I need to be on Twitter. I was told I need to be on Clubhouse. So that's what they, that they're hearing. Now, sometimes people hear that and that's their perception, right? And then I work with them and they're like, oh yeah, no one, no expert actually told me to do that. I was just consuming that. And that's what I thought I needed to do, right? So I do get that too. Uh, but there are some people out there that will say you have to do it this way as soon as you start hearing a consultant or a coach telling you it has to be one way I say run because it's it's a problem and I would say that if you're looking at working with a coach or a consultant it's up to you to do your homework listen to their podcasts google them look for their digital footprint because you'll see the red flags fairly quickly by the way they talk the language they have how they interact with their community 
So again, I know it's slightly off topic, but it goes back to the hustle is if you're in that hustle culture, I would suspect that it's either the content you're consuming or the people you're hanging out with or whatever that's not only it's still your responsibility, but that you're having contributor contributing influencers in that space. And if you want to get out of it, then you're going to have to stop right and get off the wheel um and that can't that sometimes that's not easy because that's all you've known and it can be super scary and it can super be you know like intimidating but it's the number one way to lead to burnout now i'm not saying you don't have to work hard there's a difference here in my opinion if all of us work hard but working hard to what working hard looks like to you jen and what working hard looks like to me is different it's also about understanding like, why do you remember or why do you remain in business? What is your ultimate why, right? Um, what is your bandwidth? It's a, a common word I use often inside of Profit Pillars when we're doing a monthly goal setting. Like, what is your current bandwidth right now? And a lot of times like, oh, thank goodness you reminded me again. I actually don't have a lot of bandwidth. I'm currently in lockdown and I currently have this and actually, no, I shouldn't be launching three new products or, or whatever it is, right? So it's just about acknowledging insight and making sure that again, you get off that hamster wheel so either again stop consuming the content stop hanging out with the wrong people and start to make change and and you'll see this shift and when I say again working hard there Jen is it's inevitable at some stage in business you're going to have seasons where you're working a little bit harder than you probably would like whether or not that's a launch or a podcast getting released or a new product getting released or whatever that is but hustling shouldn't be every day it really shouldn't. It should just be kind of in it dribs and drabs as far as I'm concerned. And it's not, again, hustle. It's just about hard work because something is getting, you're birthing something almost, right? And if you think about labor, for Christ's sake, like birthing a child is not easy, whether or not it's freaking through the vajayjay or whether or not you're having a C-section, the shit still hurts and it still sucks, right? And it's the same thing whenever you birth a new business idea, it just doesn't fly out of your vajayjay, right? There's freaking nine hours of freaking or 36 hours of labor. Well, it could be six months it could be two months it could be six weeks that you're going to have to work and push aka no pun intended there a little bit harder uh, but just it's the matter of making sure that it doesn't go into a daily hustle cycle mm. yeah absolutely yeah I think we the whole concept of sort of hustling and we sort of we're consuming so much but it's also people have the power mm-hmm. so if you're sort of seeing it on your feet oh my god they're telling me I need to do this because actually subconsciously what do we think we're creating you know um, from an energetic level so if you're oh I need this I need this even if even if you're thinking it it somehow presents to us in Mm -hmm. different ways so if you're finding that unfollow them Mm -hmm. or you have a lot of people on your social media feed like Facebook you know, do regular sort of cleanups as well on that mm-hmm. on that end. Mm-hmm. And how, you know, I love how you spoke about bandwidth because mm-hmm. sometimes we don't actually celebrate all of the other things that we have accomplished. Mm-hmm. For example, a lot of the time we are not just entrepreneurs, but we are also balancing. And when I say that, I say that loosely, but we're also mums. Mm-hmm we've you know we're we're doing that so we're sometimes we think we've got to get everything uh again inverted commas perfect Mm -hmm. and I speak a lot about that because there is no such thing as being perfect Mm -hmm. it's just owning the process so sometimes um there's another sort of metaphor it's sort of having all of the um uh when you know the the stove how you have all of the elements on Mm 
mm-hmm. if you have all of the elements on, it, you know, something's going to burn. So then you've got to sort of remind yourself, okay, now I've got to start looking after this part of my health or mm-hmm. now I've got to go and do that. So yeah, some good reminders there. And um, how I, you know, with sometimes we think we've got to sell in a different way, but energetically you're actually gifting people something. If, mm-hmm. you know, Marie Folio says it really well. If you don't do it, you're stealing from people because this is what people need. So mm-hmm. do you sort of agree with that? I mean, what I agree with is that every day that you're not selling, you're doing a disservice to someone else. And if you have a problem with selling, again, there's internal shit that needs to be unworked. Because in my opinion, women in business, it is your role and your responsibility to sell. It is, you know, you think about it, you go to a nine to five job, you've got KPIs that have to be met. You don't meet those KPIs. Your boss pulls you into the office. You then get reprimanded. You either pull your head in and start doing it or you get fired. So I don't understand why women don't treat their business the same way. It's just that your position description says you're now CEO of your company. And one of your, you know, roles or one of your KPIs is to sell. And when you're, if you choose not to sell again, it's a choice don't sell, but just know that you're probably choosing to go back to your nine to five job, right? Like that's reality or choose to look at it from that reframe as, is every day I get to serve my clients with something that's magnificently awesome and is going to help to transform them and make their lives better choice. Do you know what I mean? Choose to think selling is sleazy or choose to think that you get to serve people, right? So again, the choice is always yours. Now, when I say sell every day, you know, you have to think about algorithms and you have to think about all of that. You're lucky if 5% of people see any of what you have on offer any single day. So when I say selling every day, yeah, I pretty much mean it. Now you don't have to, again, you always get to choose what feels right for you, but the more you sell AKA serve to your audience, the more likely they are to see it. They more likely are to like, yes, I can finally work on X, Y, and Z. And I'm so excited for Jennifer to work, you know, be able to work with Jennifer. So excited to work with Angela. Again, so again, remember perception, you might think they can see everything, but the majority of times they can't. That's why, again, you've got to keep reminding them because they got distracted with the baby. Someone fell down and got hurt. Oh, I had an early night and went to bed. I went to purchase that. Like never be afraid to ask for the sale. And in business, there's kind of really three main things that I think about is you need to build your audience. You need to nurture your audience and you need to sell to your audience. Stop making it any harder than that. Mm. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Yeah, building your community is probably one of the the starting points. And also people have to know you're there. Yeah, 100 they, they don't, don't know that you're there. You. They don't even know you exist. So, exactly. you know, sometimes people are like, oh, no one's buying from me. And you can see it in the body language, but it's like, or um, I remember the first ever online event that I had, um, I had, 35 people register and Mm -hmm. I was like oh this is amazing and because I was already feeling like yeah I kept talking about it constantly Mm -hmm. and I was in a different vibrational state so I kept talking about it but also I remember my mindset coach at the time she said you're doing this regardless even Mm -hmm. if no one comes you you were still doing this Mm -hmm. and so I had that in my mind so no matter what every single event that I do I am doing that for the people mm-hmm. because that is what they need. And I am selling that amazing because I, 
like I run these events called Sunday Soulful Sessions. Mm -hmm. And this is where women can prioritize their themselves, have an amazing food all catered for. And I don't feel like it's selling. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's serving these women and they, Mm -hmm. you know, they love it. Like the feedback is just next level. So I don't think of it as selling. I think of it as this is my service. And when I talk about it, like I had an interview with, I'm, I'm going up to Budrum to do an event this Sunday. And, you know, we had goosebumps talking about it because of how this is actually going to impact not just those women, but like the community as well and the people. So it's just understanding whatever your business is, you've got a gift. You were gifted this idea of whatever you wanted to do. There's a reason you chose to be in business rather than a nine to five. Mm -hmm. And at times, you know, you see sometimes things on Instagram, people are like, I didn't want to work nine to five. So now I work 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, but also understanding that, yeah, what no size fits all and do what feels good for you. Yeah. Yeah, Whatever I said again, if it's not bringing you joy and it's not an alignment, money will only get you so far before you start resenting it and the vibration shifts and the flow of money stops. So, you know, it's it's very important to always remember those root things, the why, the joy and the alignment. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I've been enjoying this conversation so much and it's so inspiring to speak to people who are helping women make their dreams come true. They're, they're looking at not just one area, but, you know, that's why I created this podcast is we're helping the shift and we're doing this on a global effect. So, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you so much. Gosh, thank you so I've, much for having me. It's always yeah, fun to hang out. Yeah. So um, I'll conclude the podcast today, everyone. And just thank you again, Angela. And if you are interested in working with Angela, we'll have all of her details on the show notes. So if you mm-hmm. have a look there and if you're interested in working with Angela, she has different programs and one-on-one coaching for um, business owners. Mm-hmm. And if people are interested in Sunday Soulful Sessions, I will have all of the information so you can start making change in your life. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Bye, Bye. everyone.